0: All right, ready? Yeah, I already recorded. Okay, cool. Ready? Yep. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Welcome to another episode of Tequila High Club. Today, we are going to be hearing about one of my best mates in the music industry. This dude has teamed up with a lot of great artists throughout his career as a tour manager. So we're going to hear some dope stories of what happens behind the scenes and really what it's actually like. To work inside the music industry and also we have a great tequila today from el espalon it's a reposado we're going to be talking about that and see what that tastes like we're going to be going neat having a shot telling stories and then we're going to have my favorite of tequila and orange juice and we're going to have such a good journey if you guys love tequila if you love partying on tequila if you have some crazy stories on tequila go like and subscribe right now Put in the comments, I wanna hear your crazy stories so that we can feature it on the next show. For now, let me introduce my special guest and one of my best mates.
1: Garrett, how are you bro? My brother Blake, thank you for having me. I'm blessed bro, thank you. So good to have third, you here man. Third week in Bali, couldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world.
0: Let Great let, to be here bro, let's let go. go. So are you ready for some tequila today? More than ready. So we're gonna get into some of your music career and your tour and your managing career a little bit later but let's get in so have you had
1: this tequila before this brand i've not had but i have had the rep reposado which is uh all the rage right now in l.a to miami that's what everyone's drinking okay easy so we're gonna start off by taking it neat before we have
0: it again i like to educate everybody on you know let's smell let's see what the aroma is and let's just try and test it and you're going to see if you can get the aroma right of what's in it i'm going to let you know what actually is in it and then we're going to just you know go along with the flow right let so, i do so let's jump into this a little nice little neat here we go so what's um what's the what's your first aroma that you smell a bit citrusy i,
1: I smell orange orange peel almost if you smell smoky mm-hmm.
0: So if you take a really deep breath into it, you smell like a really a full kind of like caramel fudge. You okay. Didn't, now I'm picking that up. That, yep, that you that yep. right. I'm picking that up now. Yep. And then when you have the the sip and you're tasting it, you're right on the money because you smell the citrus, like the um, citrus, mm-hmm. and it's because they've got tropical fruit mixed into this. Oh, they do. Yeah. And then it's a vanilla as well. So you get that kind of. That was the energy, vanilla, right? that was what I, yeah, that was the vanilla that I could smell as well. So this is quite a, um, one of my, my mates who, um, Eddie, who, uh, we actually came up with this idea for Tequila High Club. He's huge. He loves this. It's, it's fucking amazing. It's a strong one, but it's tasty. Yeah. And it's really well priced. These, um, this, I mean, in Bali, it's, uh, 1.2 million. But in Australia, it's about I think they're like seventy dollars, like Australian. So it's like fifty bucks a bottle. In everyone at home, yeah, don't get it twisted. Bali, great place to be. <laughs> Everything's very cheap. So um, how does it feel when you actually do? Do you feel like it's it's strong? Is it is it nice and
1: smooth smooth? Or... if it, it, It's it's strong at first, and then I get I felt a little bit of energy, um, little little perk up. Uh, yeah, it it, it woke me up a little bit and mm-hmm. tastes good. Very enjoyable. Yeah, I like it neat. So the, like, the thing I like about this is when
0: it is like, sometimes you get that real bitter, weird taste at the end. You're like, ah, but this is nice because you have that spiciness that they mix in. They got a few mixed spices into it. And then that along with like the tropical cool fruits and the vanilla coming out, mm-hmm. it's just nice. Like and, and everyone's so used to just like shotting this, but this is something. So um, these guys actually have a good pairing, which I didn't know until I actually started looking into this bottle that you can actually pair it with red meats. Really? Yeah. So like their favorite cocktails they say to use this with is a Spice and Margarita because you already have the spice in it. But then on top of that, you can sip it like this. So you can have like, you know, two or three shots in it. And then you can have like a a steak, a barbecue ribs um, is what they say is really good because you get that flavor from the barbecue ribs and then mix with this. Then also some surf and turf and then roast beef and then some chicken as well. So chicken bah- ah, fajitas it's so about tomorrow it. night we're gonna have to go out and t- try test it out yeah and you know that like i don't repeat a bottle on this show so we're gonna have to cook a barbie we're... Out, and we're gonna have to a couple of fucking short couple of shrimp on the bar that's it delicious so that's that well um as we drink more out, out of 10 how do you feel what, what would you give
1: it so far that's that's a that's a solid 8.2 that's an 8.2 okay yeah i like it i like it nice i think with ice i might i might uh enjoy a little bit better okay
0: yeah so what we um what we'll do now is because now we want to get into um you and see exactly you know what you've been doing and what i'm really interested to sit here is like really kind of you coming out of school and you're young how did you turn into you know what you're doing now so before we get into that because we want to hear some stories man we need to have a shot of this that's so we can cool. get that party buzz going. Let's go, cool, my boy. Now, before we do this, we've got lemon and orange here, and what most people get in the bar is tequila with a lemon. Mm-hmm. This is the worst thing to do. Um, so, what we take is the orange because it's the nicer citrus that moves nicely with the tequila. And when you already have something that's spicy and stuff, the orange just like really works well after the shot. Let's see. Cheers, my man. Cheers.
1: Mm. My favorite. Okay, that was that was upped it from eight point three. Now we are at we are at a n we're at a nine. We're at a solid nine with the orange. Okay. So to, while I'm make mixing some ice,
0: so tell us, like where are you from? And yeah, you know, where'd you grow up? And then you know, how did you get into the music music career?
1: Long story short, grew up in Tampa, Florida. No entertainment business at all. Everyone works at corporate company or a chain or a restaurant or a strip club. Didn't <laughs> want to say that, but he's he said that. <laughs> um and uh, and really I knew I wouldn't I wouldn't be happy unless I was working in music. So uh why is that though? I, I like why what it, about music? Just it, it's I was just drawn to it since such an early age. I just I, I, I related to it. At all genres, you know my, my dad um put me on classic rock and then i I uh was really into hip hop and then went back and through the discography through you know back before I was even born and and caught up on everything I missed. Thank you, brother. Cheers, cheers again and uh and I just knew i I, I knew I wouldn't be happy unless I took at least took a stab at, at working in music yeah eighteen years old, moved to California uh don't know anyone in music. Don't know anything about the music industry besides when I used to buy CDs, flip through the booklets, see who the A&R was, see who the manager is, and say, I want to do that one day. So I land, I get to California, I go up to Los Angeles, I'm at doing three internships every summer, busting my balls. What, what year was this? 20, uh, 2011. 2011. 2011 started coming up to Los Angeles. So, quick math, long time ago. 12 years. 12 years. So, uh... Fast forward, I get a job at William Morris Endeavor, top top talent agency. They rep everyone from Mark Wahlberg to Drake to all all the bigs and all the biggest and best in, in every every uh, entertainment avenue. Um, great company, but it's a it's a desk job. It's a nine to five. You're ch- you're chained to your desk. You're 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 on emails and calls all day, every day, from the office, sun up to sundown. I loved it. I made great connections. Shout out William Morris. Um and uh, realized that was not the path I wanted to continue down. Met a couple tour managers, couple got in my ear. Uh, ended up jumping on tour 2017 with Juicy J, 36 Mafia DJ and uh, tour and assistant tour managed. Learning the ropes, you know, first time on the road, first time tour bus, first time traveling. So was that a sh- culture shock from this position into that? Huge, huge difference. Yeah, because I, I have traveled my whole life, but then this is your, you know, it looks so glamorous, but it's its its work, you know, you're working. But then when, you know, at the end of the day, when, you, when after you bust your ass for eight hours and then you get the artist gets on stage and you see 5,000 people screaming, crying, having the best night of their life, mm. and you get goosebumps. It all makes it worth it, bro. Because it's that's my passion and that's what I wanted to do. So uh, over the next couple of years, I went to Australia, did the uh, Boy Meets World Australia assistant tour manager that mm-hmm. that tour. Uh, great, great team. You know, it's he, Drake really kept his whole core Toronto friend group around him. So he knew that there were no snakes in the grass because these are the boys he grew, grew up with. It's just like if you you know you, you surround yourself with your boys you grew up with. Because you can trust them. So this is like, before we go on, this is what I like
0: about you because uh, you see like a lot of people talk a lot of shit, right? And the fact that like you've worked with the biggest guys and you literally just passively just said that you just were, you didn't even mention Drake. You said the tour. Yeah. And so like, so so let's, let's rewind a bit. Like you work with, you and looked after Drake for like the tour of Australia, which is a huge huge tour Rod Laver arena. Y- yeah. Kudos bank in Sydney. We did gold Coast. Mm-hmm. We did Perth. So, so what was like the logistics of that? Cause I mean, we see on like social media that he rolled with like a, a, a war room of security. Yep. So what was it like you having to plan, like all the things like from start to finish during,
1: like, was there any, any random emergencies that kind of, so happened? that was the smoothest tour I've ever done. Um, everyone is very dialed in very professional. Uh, I handle the logistics as far as the ground, uh, you know, all transportation on the ground. He doesn't, he doesn't take Ubers, <laughs> in case you didn't know. Uh, A yellow cab. No yellow <laughs> cabs for Drake. So you know, all all you know, private security, black cars, unmarked. You know, moving straight, militant, like car in the front, car in the back, artists in the middle. You know, no no room for error. Um, no no one to get behind you or on the side of you. Everyone's everyone's alert. Um, it's really, really move in, in a, in a cohesive unit. And I learned a lot and it was beautiful. Uh, that led on to my next main endeavor, endeavor this, thus far, which was working with Migos. Um, I did about three and a half, four years on the road with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, great guys. Cool. Had the best time of my life. Mm-hmm. Best four years of my life. Saw the whole, entire world. Blessed to be able to join, join up with them. Uh, crazy <laughs> but <laughs> fulfilling yeah so it's that duality it's it's you know it's there's, there's some days where you want to throw in the towel you're like getting yelled at oh the food's cold and the, you know uh mm-hmm. the car's late and you know the uh, the jet's late and whatever and you want to throw in the towel and then like i said you get on that stage and you, you hear those that the roar of of the crowd and, and you get the goosebumps and you say this is why i'm doing it because i love it because this mm-hmm. is this is what i did it for yeah and it makes it all worth it and uh some funny stories we'll probably talk about later yeah. with 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 all those um and then uh did a little bit of touring with don Tolliver, a little bit with rich the kid and uh and yes working on the next the next mm. one month from now i'll be on another tour and yeah i know. mean i appreciate
0: you bro for like back. doing this as well because i know like earlier today like you got off a phone call with the next tour that you're dealing with and yeah, when you're in different time zones and you're trying to work with the other team like that's still in the States. Like I know the stress, man. So I appreciate you for doing that this, bro. We'll do anything for you, my boy. Thanks for man. So let's let's roll back because I want to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of look, you, you had no experience. Zero. But then you worked your ass off on a desk job for six solid years. Four or five. Boring yeah. as fuck. Yep. Just like but networking. Networking. I, so in- so explain to me how the power of networking was. But like, cause I know I've seen you here in Bali and I mean, I know a lot of people here, but you've connected with so many people that some, I don't even know you bro. Like, and they're really well connected and you've been here far less than me. Right. Mm-hmm. So going back into these years and the reason why I want to talk about this is because a lot of people, you know, they're not in the music industry, but they're in other industries as well. And networking, if you network correctly, it can open up the door to, working with drake working with migos and basically setting the bar of like you know who you are in a certain industry so how do you how do you network
1: like what i think it comes down to more more than more than you know name dropping i've I've worked with so and so let's, Mm. let's work together i think it's more a personality trait just like you have um it's just you know charisma it's just passion for you know what you love and and meeting new people traveling and and uh I've had experiences where one meeting has changed the entire course of my life, so I'm never one to turn down a meeting or a hang you know if it if I you know if I feel like it's someone that's not out to do something uh, mischievous or you know yeah um you know not not uh not genuine you know I look for the genuine people, seek out the genuine people, the hardworking people. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if we, if we create a friendship and something goes from there, great. If not, I have another friend that, you know, we just Mm -hmm. shop, you know, talk shit, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in the music industry, you must've seen like, you must've seen all walks of people, right? Because there's genuine people. Then there's people who just like want to use you to get somewhere else. And then there's just complete like shit people. Yeah. So how do you, how do you navigate that? Like, you you talk about you're finding and attracting the right people and then sussing people out. But like, how do you determine that? And I know you're like, you're a veteran now in the touring industry, right? In the music industry. How do you, how do you pick up that someone is full of shit? Do you have to kind of
1: just be like, let some people are good at that. Some people are good at hiding their their motives. And then, you know, some people, uh, it, it, you don't figure out until you get screwed over. And I've been screwed over. Um, so it's, that's something that I'm still learning is, is trying to pick up on, you know, what, what is, what is your intentions? Why, why does, why do you want to talk to me? Why do you want to come to the show? Why do you know you? So I could try to get to the core of, of the person and kind of, you know, let your eek out. Like what, what's, mm-hmm. what's, what do you want from me? Like, do you want to build the actual friendship or do you just want to come to the concert and then yeah. never talk to me again? Mm. And that's a hard one, but I'm learning it every day, you know, and even being out here, you know, seeing people that just want to go out and party all night mm-hmm. or people that really want to work and build like you. And, and so it's, it's a skill I'm learning, you know, cause some people could hide it, you yeah. know, you can't tell sometimes. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, you're, you like last night, you're
0: like, yo, we are kind of dumb here. I was like, bro, I, I just in from K.O. <laughs> I, I got work to do, man. Yeah, you're like, the work mode. Yeah, yeah. That's why I respect you. Yeah. 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 So like, can we, can we talk about you getting screwed over because- because, like you don't have to like tell names, but the reason why I said, I mean, I've lost about half a million dollars of, of putting money into people's companies or, and, and working with people. Um, and, but what I learned from it is, is one, what not to do, mm-hmm. uh, what to look out for, but then also not waste my time. Like, unless you've got full credentials on actually doing shit. Yeah, Yep. And so like for you, like what's, what's the lessons that you've learned from being fucked
1: over? try try harder to vet and 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 get to the, get to the bottom of of this of the of the situation and the setup and the and the proposal before i dive in. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you know someone talk your ear off say hey i can do x y and z for you boom 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 let's do it and it's sometimes people are manipulative and you know and 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 you, they're smooth talker salesmen you know pitching yeah. you you know and and sometimes it's hard to you know th- that's another skill i'm learning. So uh it, it it's, it's, it's a complicated one to, uh, to figure out, you know, cause people are so, so good at hiding, you know, motives, you know, these days, it's like the days of, of it in social media and, you know, on, you know, Instagram. And it's, it's these guys DMing me and from fake accounts, fake accounts, belt bottle their followers, you know, it's, well once you suss it out and once you meet the person and once I, I usually when I meet the person, person face to face, and I have a conversation, I can I can tell. But in this day and age, a lot of the business comes in through social media. So, hey, let's do this show. I got this money ready to wire. Yeah. What's the bank details? And then we send the artist and the... the Nothing. We, we got the wires info, but the wire didn't hit. And then silence. And then... So those are things you learn, you know? You live and you learn, yeah.
0: Do you see in the music industry, and um, you don't have to mention names, but... Do you see like when some people don't get paid, like, cause I mean, I mean, let's, let's talk about some stories. I mean, you the people that some people you've worked with aren't exactly straight and narrow, right? But that's what makes it fun. And that's what makes and, it fun. That's right. the right, ro- the modern day rock stars. But when someone doesn't get paid, mm-hmm. does someone, you know, get a big talking to you know you can think of that any way you want like does someone get sent a certain message like if you're not getting paid as an artist right how does how does that work have you seen that happen before?
1: yep yeah, in in general you want to stay out of the line of fire if it's something you're not sure about mm-hmm. if it's not a, con- a contact that you are close with yeah you you would want to put someone else kind of you at the, at the fall position if something were to go sideways mm-hmm. you know you don't want to say oh Garrett vouched for him he's all good if I if you don't if I don't really know him I'm not gonna vouch for him you know and that's something I've learned you know I I oh let's you know let's let's meet in person or let's run it through someone else or let's x y and z to try to make myself not the one that oh you know Garrett Garrett messed something up you know Mm -hmm. yeah 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 which is something I'm learning too you know always learning every day
0: yeah I mean you, you obviously you have to be on your toes right the whole time i mean um like is there any is there any time that you could like picture where you kind of had to be on your toes because you know i mean like you work with hip-hop artists right i mean they all love like you know weed and some other things and like you know girls and all shit was there any time like on tour that, that you can remember that uh you know you will go through an airport or something and like some shit happened like is there anything that you can sort of think about yeah
1: there's a funny story i can't name the artist so uh <laughs> This was a great story. You know it's going to be a good story when I can't sheesh. name the artist, bro. can <laughs> <Sheesh>. name. <laughs> lips are sealed. Um, so this is a funny story. So one of my best mates, uh, his first day coming out with with, uh, with this group um, and uh, and this artist, and he said, there's one bag I care about. It's my shoe bag. It has all my vintage Jordan 1s irreplaceable you know this is the one thing that needs to get to this next country and the assistant says i got it it's like one bag that's worth hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of (laughs) shoes and he goes there's one thing i care about if i lose my clothes if i lose my hats i can buy those these things are irreplaceable these need to get here fast forward we're on the flight my friend's asleep he gets tap on the shoulder hey go grab my shoe bag goes goes up pops open the the, uh, you know, above the seat, pulls the bag down, unzips it. It's the hat bag. Goes over, gets the, oh, there's two bags. Goes over, gets the other bag, opens it up. It's a clothing bag. <laughs> the, art, the artist says, I'll see you in six hours. If I don't have my shoes, it's not going to be good. <laughs> Fast forward, we land, we make a phone call. He's kind of having a meltdown. Uh, we make a phone call. We find out that the shoe bag was left in an elevator at his house in Los Angeles. Huh. Someone forgot to load it into the vehicle. And he took all the flack for this. That so it wasn't your boy's he, problem? It wasn't his fault. Uh, he had know. a six-hour panic attack on the <laughs> And it's his first George. George. Six George. hours, his heart beat couldn't go back to sleep. Heart <laughs> racing, bro, thinking, oh my gosh, I just lost more than my house worth of shoes in this bag. Yeah. Get a call. Oh, it's sitting in the elevator in Los Angeles in your house. He apologized. We moved on. Had a great had a great tour. But yeah. um, yeah, that was a That was a really really funny one. That's crazy, man. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> Can't make it up. So but
0: let's let's talk about. I want to go into dive into amigos because you were there for four years. Um, I mean, you have told me like you know, our private chats, you know, us hanging out and stuff. Some some crazy shit that's happened. But like what i mean you look at you look at drake right you you, you toured the whole whole of australia how does drake compare to migos because drake is a different personality right and migos you got three of them Mm -hmm. you know you got three of them like who are boys and you know when you got i mean when you and me go out right you and me had some fucking crazy times in bali right and um actually let's, you know, we'll, we'll revisit on how we actually met here because our mutual friend is one of our best friends and, you know, he's worked with fucking Skrillex and shit and he's a mm-hmm. fucking amazing human, amazing producer and DJ. But how does, how does working with Migos and Drake differ? Because you had to deal with a lot of shit with Migos, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so run me through kind of like what that was and I mean, I know, like, obviously, like, you know, like, ha- we'll talk about something else later on, which, which we talked about just before, mm-hmm. but like, how
1: was it working with them? It was great. They're great guys. They're great guys. They grew up, um, in, in Atlanta, uh, very different than Toronto where Drake was on a TV show mm-hmm. his family had set him up for success. These guys really worked their ass off. They really put in the time. They really beat all the odds. Mm-hmm. And started a new a new wave a new a new movement a new sound and you know they started the new trend the new the new flow, they they paved a, a whole new path in hip hop, without being on a TV show without their parents putting them on a t- on a TV show like Drake you know and and uh, um, not to belittle Drake he's the my favorite musician of all time but um but they had a very different upbringing they had to really go get it they had to really put in the time and, and grind they had to grind and they grinded and they achieve success and with a three of them so that's three bodyguards that's three cameramen they're cuz they're moving separate sometimes mm. so you know the the workload was a lot more because Drake's circle they've already been together for 10 years they've already they everyone had, knows their exact mm. duties on every little thing this there's you know there's guys coming in and out flying in and out this photographer's out this one's in this bodyguards out, he did something weird, this bodyguards in. And there's three of them moving three different places, three different times. This one's got after party here. This one's got after party here this night. Mm-hmm. Then they come together for the next night and do a show all together, a festival all together. So the biggest difference was the bandwidth. Like the, there's there's 20, I was, I was, you know, 25 people that I would say, hey, lobby calls 8 a.m., you know, or we're going to miss the flight, you know, so... It was just, it was, uh, I, I saw a void when I, when I met them, I saw, I saw, you know, I saw that, that, that they needed, you know, someone like me that, that could help just organize and, mm-hmm. and keep stuff, strategic. keep stuff together, mm-hmm. keep stuff strategic, make people, make sure they're on time, make sure they get to the shows, top priority and get to the shows, get do the show, whatever happens. Cause after. I mean, Drake's suburban yeah. and they're
0: straight. Yeah. Right. That's and when you have having one straight person is is
1: one thing, but having three of them moving at different places, different cities. He's going to New York, he's going to Miami, he's going to LA. So it was a lot of it's just a lot of communication. A lot of it's it's not hard, but it's time intensive and Mm -hmm. it's a lot of communication and everything has to be on point. Your car's gonna be at the lobby at eight AM. If the car's there at eight oh five I might get chewed out, you know. So it's like, you know, it's it's it was it was uh, it took up a lot of my time, but I uh, wouldn't trade it for the world. I met some amazing people. I still got to see the whole world with them. Mm-hmm. They put on the best shows. Um, and unfortunately, on on Halloween night, we lost uh, a, a close friend and and my favorite rapper, um, one of the most talented takeoff of Migos. Um, rest in peace to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you
0: were really close with him. Hey, right? I was close with him. I I was. I, I mean, you, since then, bro, like your your Instagram like profile's still being take off, man.
1: Yep, yep, yep. So I was, I was, uh, you know, I was waking him up in the mornings. Hey, we got, you know, we got to go to a new Saturday Night Live tonight. You know, you know, I was, mm-hmm. I was really by his side a lot, and uh, he was, he was uh, the gentle, like, the quiet, quiet one. You know, he, he, he valued. Um, making money and taking care of his family over fame and being Mm -hmm. on the front page of, you know, of of the news and everything, which really made me gain respect for him because he really wanted to achieve success, take care of his family, live, you know, and live, you know, a a, a calm life. You know, he, he wasn't the one that was going out every night on Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, he'd do the show and go home, you know, you know maybe do some shopping you know they they like (laughs) they gotta spend a little bit of money somehow you know he just he had great style um and that's what really made me respect him is he was the one that was uh you know cared really about Mm -hmm. taking care of his family you know winning achieving success and then get sitting back and just and just taking care of the family Mm -hmm. and taking care of his loved ones and friends and he was a great 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 guy well, and my favorite rapper let's cheers uh, let's cheers with that rest in peace take off nice
0: so um so let's let's talk about let's let's rewind on how we met so yeah, shout out to 12 dumb step god
1: Jaden Jaden J- big shout out yeah couldn't uh, be here without him
0: so uh because back like you know back then we, we were talking about like doing like music together like actor music and um mm-hmm. And the the message I get from Jaden, I don't think I've ever told you this. Jaden goes, bro, like one of my boys is in town. You've got to meet him. Like he's like fucking, he's like the best tour manager for like fucking gnarly people, super well connected and like you guys will get along hell well. Mm-hmm. And I rock up and there's like, we rock up to that, like the villa. Mm-hmm. And then I see a bunch of just fucking shit, like young Australian Aussies getting absolutely loose. The Perth boy. And I'm like, oh and then you're sitting next like having a yarn to like um the, the, one of the boys and then um and then me and Jaden start chatting. Yep, yep, yep. And then you and me fucking meet.
1: And then you and I okay, I just I saw man. Yeah, we I I saw the same uh, yeah mentality and in, in you it's and I. Same energy, man. Same energy, Yeah, like good yeah, work yeah. hard, play hard. Yeah. Success, you know, yeah.
0: I think we started to- we started talking about music, but then we started talking about I think, like crypto.
1: Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crypto. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, yeah, yeah. then you, um, um. That was, those were the good days of crypto. we well, were good gonna, we're, we're, oh, <laughs> we're coming back there, Yeah, we're, coming, we're, coming, back, we're now. coming back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Check the clock. We've <laughs> got a couple, about a couple months, but we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back.
0: So, um, how's it been in Bali? I know, like, you and me have also talked about, like, trying to bring something to Bali. Because there's a lot of potential for like your network and stuff to to come and and enjoy this. Like, how, how would you like? How would you describe Bali? Like, I mean, you, I, your second time here. This is my fifth time. Fifth time here. here.
1: It's it's just it, it's other countries when we visit, everything's set up to a T. Like they're like they have the whole list of what do you want to do? Do you want to mm-hmm. ATV? Do you want to go on the yacht? Do you want to do X Y Z? Do you want to go to the, but people don't understand that bali has so much natural beauty and just just they they don't know they, bali's just in america people don't really know much about indonesia or southeast asia in general yeah um and so i just really want people to see the the beauty of this island and this country and the culture and the people and and the kindness of the people and i just think anyone stepping out of their comfort zone and seeing a new place and traveling and that's that's only going to make you a more, a citizen of the world, you know, and, and, and just, there's, there's, there's a lot of potential to show these guys what this island has to offer. And I think you and I are on a path to potentially yeah. do something exciting in that space. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's definitely, um,
0: I mean, it was really cool to, like, cause you kind of were at that time, you're kind of thinking of like getting out, like doing more than just like the the music business mm-hmm. like what else can i like help with and, mm-hmm. uh, what else could i jump into sorry and um yeah i mean like out of everyone like all my friends who like around the world like I like that's the reason why like i'd love to team up with you to do this it and just be sick man yeah, it'd be crazy yeah like like now like i mean you're connected as well here as well and like we know everyone so anything that anybody from outside needs to needs to
1: and, and everyone needs to come see this beautiful place yeah yes yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's
0: it's it's just but, but I mean, they... like you, you, travel the world, right? Mm-hmm. Where's, where's like, let's say, okay, Bali is probably in your like top five for sure, right? For sure. Uh, where's some other places that, where's some places that people that you
1: travel to that you don't think people would would know no, really are cool? Yeah. Um. So I went to Dubai. That is less natural beauty, more just like they drop these. <laughs> yeah. the biggest buildings in the world in the middle of a desert. Yeah. They built these man-made islands, like just a different type of of, of cool, you know, cool factor where it's not that natural beauty. It's a desert, mm-hmm. but it's the, the technology. And that that's that was a really cool, exciting place Um, that I think, you know, obviously is, is with the zero income tax is drawing a lot of people there and mm-hmm. crypto f- and... Uh, A to Z, you know, people are are looking at that to relocate there. Yeah. Um, Dubai is a cool place. Uh, Natural beauty. Let's see. I mean, I really love Southeast Asia. I I mean, yeah, Tokyo is great. You know, Mm -hmm. completely different. City, you know, city vibes. Tokyo, um, different than Bali uh, in so many ways. But another place where you're going to see stuff that you have never you know you've never even seen on on social media it's just like it's a you know culture shock but in a in a great way yeah um have you been to um KO I've been to I've been to Kuala Lumpur one time I was I was very young so I can't speak too much mm-hmm. to that but but it re- gives me like kind of Singapore vibes kind yeah. of clean and
0: it's a little bit better it's because Singapore is like down the middle like you can't do a thing wrong KL's a little looser think of KL, think of Singapore in Bali. That's what KL is. Whoa! I so you that. can still get pulled over by cops and still pay them off.
1: Okay, yeah. that's what I like. Those are the countries <laughs> I like. Like we,
0: so like we, so like I just rocked. you yeah. Know, you know, I went there for um for our tower that we got, and um, mm-hmm. there's a beautiful uh, tower, by the way. Ecta the tower, the tower, tower coming soon. Yeah, well, we'll be ready before December. Oh, the top. So you're gonna incredible. Hopefully you can come home. I'll be there. Um uh but like so we get taken to <laughs> so we're having dinner. So after we do like the events, the road show for like our app, we um uh one of our partners there, he's like, Oh, we're gonna go to dinner because uh someone wants to take us through their nightclub because they're looking they wanna lease another space. So they wanted to lease like one of the levels on our tower to create a new club. So, okay, we'll, we'll go see. And we just wanted to go see because apparently this club is one of the best in Kuala Lumpur, right? Okay, okay. So, think of like, um, have you been in Atlas yet? I haven't yet, but it's, I know that have Yeah, so, Shishi? Massive. Shishi. You mean Shishi, yes, right? So, think yes. of Shishi but just like a little bit more crazier, bigger, like wide. So, we rock up to this place and the um, the agent's taking us through to, to go through and um, it was empty because we were there early. And then it was like it's like he, they tried to do something cool and it just looked fucking cheap because we're used here to like i mean there's nice clubs People here put
1: aesthetic yeah. and yeah. put they put attention to yeah. the detail here yeah so
0: they yeah. so they do, it's, it's just like classic onishishin and doing like you know standard like shitty like vip tables and stuff there's no like and there's no soul to it right mm-hmm. that's what no I'm soul yeah, right yeah but they're the only club in like Kuala Lumpur cuz they are stupid connected the only girls in there were all prostitutes and so they're and they're all yeah. from thailand right sad, yeah. and so kuala Lumpur, all of these big ones I, I like that they have like girls go like you know it's just they go from one thing to the other so what we're creating there is something different like you there's no one none of them are allowed um, and two, I'm working with like all the model agencies to come in. They can shoot there for free. Amazing! But yeah, it's like yeah. a visa in Kuala Lumpur. So we're, the rooftop. I mean, that, we're bringing yeah. sand. We're bringing sand onto the rooftop, which has never been done before.
1: You didn't tell me that yet.
0: Yeah. So Ooh. the so the whole like I think you saw my stories, but like that the pool is going to be. Uh, we're cutting it in
1: half. You're making a beach club. Ten thousand feet in the air. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. It's the it's the biggest rooftop um uh in in Kuala Lumpur.
1: Amazing.
0: Yeah. Amazing. So we're so we're doing that, and um I mean that would be sick for music events.
1: Oh yeah. And we just wanted to be exclusive, man. You know. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. So we'll get that dialed in as soon as it's ready. We mm-hmm. get some some D, some DJs, some rappers. We'll get some people yeah. out there.
0: So so now let, let's talk about a little bit of vision because um yeah we're finishing up these drinks now. And, uh, so where do you see? I mean, you've had so much experience in the music industry. You understand it to a T, you know, how to be strategic You know how to take care of an artist. Where do you want to go? You are still super, super young man. Mm-hmm. So, so where, where's your vision? Like, I mean, I think personally it'd be stupid for you to, to leave the music industry cause mm-hmm. you're so far into mm-hmm. it. What's your vision? What's, what do you
1: feel that you would like to really achieve with? So that's the tour management thing. I think there's a, a kind of a, a a a timeline to that like I, I don't want to be a 45 year old road dog like mm-hmm. all tatted up still t- traveling you know so um management managing the, managing an artist finding finding the next pop star superstar uh and plugging them into the to the network I already have mm-hmm. um that's one avenue and then also merging crypto and music is another thing I'm passionate about uh, but I think it's okay to be at a place where you don't really know, like, I, 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 I like, I want the ideas to come to me. I don't want to try t- too hard to, to, mm-hmm. to force something, you know, I have the network, I have the experience, I have these, the ideas. I'm just, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I'm working on building something real yeah um you're being patient i've been patient i'm being patient i'm building doing something real and you know working hard and uh you'll know about it sooner than later Mm -hmm. but but uh but yeah i mean it's it's i think it's okay to not know the next step definitively you want to be like surprised i i think it needs to i think it needs to show itself to you you need to be open to the to universe and to the and then and then oh and then you you know you might have that moment of realization oh this is what it's all led up to and i'm still in the transition period where i'm still tour managing which is great you know still making um, great connections still tra- i love traveling you know so that's that's a plus um but I, I really want that you know i really want it to come to me and 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 you know as i continue to hone in on everything um but uh it's going to be exciting and and you're going to know about it first thing and hopefully we do it together Bro, like I want to like come over and just like be on a tour, just like come to an <laughs> event. it's absolutely
0: weird. weird, bro. Let's get weird, bro. Let's get weird. That's um. I mean, we'll finish up like very soon now. So, but like you and me were talking about this before, and the problem that and I've had this in the past is if you don't really know exactly like because there's one thing like you know there's like you going through and managing and being the tour manager and knowing that you don't want to be the forty five road dog, right? But then you also need to know what is true to you and really like, what do you want? Mm -hmm. Cause when you think like at 50 years old, what do I want? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, how much money do I want? Mm -hmm. Who do I want to be? And then like, who do I want to be around me? And what type of life do I want? And people get so stuck in wanting something, but not believing they already have it. You know, I've been going through a big transformation last couple of years on really just understanding like, I like, you know, the wealth that I have and who i am the people who around me is what i have now and if you continue on that trajectory then everything like you you don't you don't look for something yeah you have ideas you, but you don't um you don't
1: go for it, you don't force something forth. yeah you don't can't force anything yeah, yeah you just yeah. put your trust in you so, su- you're the sum yeah. of the five people you surround yourself with exactly so yeah so you don't force it if yeah. you if you just keep learning from people that know more than you mm-hmm and uh, and keep exploring and keep trying new avenues and you know but tr- tr- trying is is you know the yeah. biggest thing you know like you want to attract try. yeah, you need to yeah, you have to try you have to you have to put that first foot forward mm-hmm. and then you say, oh, this is for me or this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And you know the crypto stuff um, merge with music there's there's a lot of companies doing it. there's a lot doing it wrong. there's a lot doing it right. They're all gonna shake out and we're gonna see who becomes the the market leader in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's exciting to me, and I think that's there's a, there's a bright future in that for sure because Spotify pays pennies for every stream. Mm-hmm. These other new, you know, the the the, the crypto music um, marriage allows the creators to monetize more from their fans, mm-hmm. uh, have a closer connection with their fans, uh, and. Just you know, even to, you know, tokenizing every you know, tokenizing music. You know, if you're on, you can get the the song before it comes out to the masses. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're, if you have you know uh, the NFT or you know like Jaden's doing exactly, exact. Yep, nailed yeah. it in the head. Yeah. So there's just it's just the future's so bright and exciting, and mm-hmm. and I, I I truly believe in in working on the ideas every day, visualizing, but not forcing, just letting letting it come to you. When, when the time is right, when you know it's right, and then execute, strike, execute, and achieve.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it there. Because that was like a mic drop. I dropped my tequila, but Blood I don't, don't want to waste my tequila. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to this. This was a really, really good episode. Thank you, my bro. I
1: appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. So could do this for another hour but yeah, yeah but let's wrap <laughs> <We're gonna check laughs> probably it up we're waiting out
0: <laughs> so let's end on a note you've given us a lot of great value you're doing extremely well in the music industry you've got a huge bride ahead of you what do you rate the tequila
1: the, ki- the tequila the now. Tequila? <laughs> wow, it's gonna be ten out of ten. And we're ten a great night. Let it go. We're gonna brainstorm more. And we're gonna <laughs> fucking build, bro. All
0: right. What I want you to do is I want you to hold it and then look into that camera and and say what nice. No, yeah, sit down. No, sit back,
1: bro. Sit back and go and give me a rating great. out of ten. <laughs> this Esbalon Reposado. Just got up to a 10 out of 10 after this conversation with my brother over here. Great tequila. Try it. Love it. Get it at your local store. Thank you for having me. Thanks, bro. That was epic. <laughs> it's That's fucking... Yeah. Yeah, started mumbling at the end. Of it.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Garrett, for joining me. This was a really dope episode. Amazing, amazing. Really stoked. I can't wait to have more fun nights with you. Can't wait. Life is short we gotta celebrate (laughs) celebrate (laughs) and thank you for watching if you love tequila and you love stories about tequila then go like and subscribe to this episode in this channel comment below do you have better stories than Garrett? show us prove it prove it (laughs) write in the comments let us know go share this with your other friends who love tequila who love the music industry and we'll see you guys on the next episode adios